All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 344 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. It's been one hell of a week. The uh, the wiener was back. <laughs> the long-haired wiener. The dog, the wiener dog that we kept, I don't know, four years ago maybe? I don't know how long ago it's been. I think we kept him twice before. This might be the third time. It's the owner. No, it's, I think this might only be the second time. I don't know. I don't remember. But we, we have some experience with this thing, with this hound. And um, Tony used to work with the woman who owns this dog. And uh, she, I feel, I don't know. I don't know if it's been the third time. It feels like it might be the third time, but I don't, I don't know. But anyway, um, she asks, she hasn't even been in touch with Tony, right? They used to work together at a job years ago. You know, Tony's been at, well... She's been at two jobs since that job, right? And uh, since I asked Tony, I said, how long has it been since you've heard from her? And she said, probably two years. So out of the blue, she calls or IMs her or sends her a message through Facebook or something, texts her, I don't know, but asks if we'd be interested or if we would be willing, I guess, to keep the long-haired wiener again. Dusty is his name. He's one of those dachshunds, you know, one of those comically elongated animals, you know. So uh, she said yes. I don't know if I would have. I feel like I'm being used at this point if I haven't heard from you in years. But she said yes because she's nice, you know. And there, she's getting ready to have a baby. The woman's getting ready to have a baby, right. So she she wants the dog out of the house, you know, because they're going to be in the hospital. You know, they need, they need the dog taken care of. They don't want to have to worry about the dog. So Tony agreed to it. She told me, uh, uh, Dusty might be back in a few days. I said, seriously? I said, how in the hell? I said, how long has it been since you talked to her? Uh, two years, three, something like that. I said, this is much crap, man. Whatever. I mean, I love dogs, so I, I don't really have a big issue with it. I, I just feel I don't like to be taken advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Um... If it was a friend, like if Steve asked me to keep his dog, I'd say, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever I can do, I'll help. You know, an actual, you know, somebody that I'm in contact with. But um, anyway, so she said the the wiener's coming back. <laughs> I said, okay. So I, I wasn't super thrilled about it, but whatever. I mean, I like dogs. I have no issue with dogs. You know, I love dogs, as a matter of fact. Dogs are the best people, you know. They're, dogs are the best people I know. But anyway, so so then one day I was at work, and Tony sent me, and I, I t- I'd sort of forgotten about it, you know. It was probably tucked back in the, the folds of my, you know, the, of the scar tissue of my brain, you know. There's something, you know, back in the, back under the scar tissue, I probably knew that there's a possibility that the dog, you know, that the dog was coming. But, uh, you know, I wasn't really actively thinking about it. She sends me a picture 
you know, of a, of a, of a wiener dog uh, just laying there with this look of concern on its face. You can tell it's just like kind of stressed, you know. He goes, she said, uh, yeah, Dusty's here. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember him being too big of a pain in the ass last time. But I do remember this. They didn't come get him. They dropped him off, but we had to take him home. And I remember there was a lot of, uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll try to be there tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, and then nothing would happen. They wouldn't come and get him. And he was there for a long time. I feel like if we, if we hadn't taken him home, they would have never came and got him. They're real good with the, uh, the dropping off. That, they can, somehow they're able to do that. They're get they're, they're able to get their shit together enough to drop him off. That they can handle. The picking up a little difficult for them, you know. The whole family, you know. I mean, there's there's grandparents involved and stuff. Somebody can come pick up this flea bitten hound. <laughs> I mean, he's all right. He's I mean, I don't know, and I I don't blame him. But well, I'll, I'll get to some things here in a second. But um, anyway, so when I came home that night. When I came home from work that night, that thing started barking, you know, as soon as I came through the front door, barking, like high-pitched, just a high-pitched dachshund bark, you know, and um, wakes everybody in the house up, you know, like, here we go, you know, here here we go. So I went over there and, like, you know, petted him and stuff and get him to calm the frick down, <laughs> the frick, I don't know, I don't, I don't like to use the F word on here too much. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, he calmed down, and uh, he uh, and then I, I went down to the downstairs, and he didn't he didn't come down here. I don't know. He seemed like he was scared to come down here to the to the uh, to the bunker, you know. So that wasn't too bad. And then I went to bed a little bit, and um, you know, and uh, the next morning, seven thirty, I'm sleeping. I mean, I, I work at night. I work at I'm, I work at night, and I stay up. You know, by the time I get home from work. And I I ease until you know I mean I have to power down. There has to be a powering down period. I can't just walk straight in the door, just go straight. You know, take my shoes off, go straight upstairs, get in bed, and go to sleep. <laughs> I mean it's it's completely impossible. I got to come down here to the bunker, mess around on the on the internet or watch something on Netflix or something. You know, just kind of power down. Just let the thing just like power down. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm up late. I'm up late and I sleep until I set my alarm for 9 o'clock. And even that's too early. You know, I often, you know, hit the hit the snooze button or whatever and just go back to sleep. But anyway, so 7.30, Tony goes to work. Tony goes to work at 7, leaves for work at 7.30. And that dog comes up there. Somehow he gets the bedroom door open. I'm not sure how he did it. I don't know if he rammed it with his with his wiener head. <laughs> I don't know. Or he used his front paws to just shove it open. I don't know what he did. But he's in the bedroom. You know, he comes he, he comes charging in the bedroom and he jumps on the bed and then jumps down and then jumps back up and then jumps down. And I'm like the very first thing I say, the the the, the way my day start on all three days, he was here for three days. Every day, this is the way it started. Damn it! 
You know, <laughs> that's the very that's how I start each day. Seven thirty. The thing would not leave me alone. The thing was jumping up on the bed, jumping back down, like running around, clicking its toenails on the hardwood, just clicking and clacking, jumping up and down. I'm like, I guess I'm up. Seven thirty. I got no sleep. You know, I check my sleep score. It's like a sixty-five or something. You know, in the poor category or something, or fair or something. And I'm like, oh my god, this this sucks. You know, and he's like completely needy. He will not let. If you leave the room, he either a goes with you or he barks or he whines. There's a lot of whining. You know, and uh, the thing was so stressed out the whole time it was there. The time it was here, it wouldn't eat. It ate one time in three days. Uh, and the things like like the, the older boy was home on Wednesday. And the thing stayed attached to him. It was like it had to be touching him. Like, he was sitting down there playing video games, and the thing had its ass pressed against him the entire time. So it's like laying quietly beside him, but he had to be touching him. If he'd get up and, you know, if he'd get up to get something to drink or go to the bathroom or something, the thing would, like, walk with him, you know. It's like one of these things where, like, you're sitting there, and if you change positions in the seat in your chair, if you just, like, shift your body in the chair... That thing will jump up, you know? It's like, oh, my God, this thing is so freaking needy, you know? It's just so, you know, needy and, uh, you know, tiresome. The thing wakes me up every single day, every single day. She put him in a a cage, his, you know, crate, they call it. I guess that's better than cage. (laughs) But it's a cage. You can call it whatever you want. It's a cage, she put him in there because he woke me up at 7.30. And I don't know, the thing got out or I don't know, he, he, either he got out or uh, the younger boy let him out. I mean, the older boy let him out. I don't know. But the next day, in the bedroom again, you know, I don't know how the thing gets the door open. I, I don't know. I don't know how what the technique it used. I mean, I love dogs and I don't, you know, I would never... You know, I mean, I don't really totally blame him, but the thing's neurotic. I can tell you one thing. It's no Andy, all right? The great Black Lips Houlihan, our wonderful Border Collie that we had for 17 years, the greatest dog. You know, he's the best ever. He's the he's the finest example. That was his nickname. He had many nicknames, including Black Lips Houlihan. And he also has one of my favorite nicknames and one of the one of the most accurate nicknames is the finest example. What do you think about that? He was the best dog ever. He's no Andy. I'll tell you that much right now. Andy, Andy was also neurotic, but in a different way. You know, if you're, you know, he, you know, he's he he was neurotic. He didn't like change. He wanted everything to be exactly the same. You know, and it'd flip out if there was like some kind of an adjustment to some kind of his daily rituals. But uh, this dog, this wiener dog, man, that thing's annoying. You know, yapping. The last day, well, for one thing, Tony called or texted her and said, hey, you know, when are you guys going to get him? Because she had the baby and everything, you know. And um, he, she said, well, you know, somebody will be there tonight or, uh, you know, midday tomorrow. One of those two. Never came. <laughs> Just like last time. And they lived 40... 40 miles away from here. It's not, it's not like it's like, you know, across town. 
So Tony was like, I've had it with this damn thing, you know? I've had it with this thing. It's like like the last morning that he was here, uh, I was I was home alone with it. And it was attached to me. It was like snugging its ass up to my leg the, everywhere I go, you know. And um, I had to get in the shower because I had to go to work. So I, I get in the shower, and the thing's barking the entire time. Like the entire time I'm in the shower, I could hear barking, you know. The, you know, the, the, the water's pouring down. You know, but you can, you know, which makes a lot of noise. But I could hear just incessant barking in the background. Like this thing, this is a crazy ass hound, you know. So anyway, Tony, yesterday, Tony took him home. Tony took him home, uh, drove all the way out there again. Second time, last time we had to do that too. Last time we had to go on a Saturday, I remember we went out there. I was like, where in the hell is this? We're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was like driving and driving and driving. I was like, are we in Pennsylvania? Are, st- are we still in Pennsylvania? Is this still the United States? What in the hell? Where, what, what is this? We're on roads I've never seen before. And it's not highways. It's like back roads. It's like way out. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know. Um, far away. You know, it's 40, 40 miles is what it said on the, uh, the other day when Tony looked at to see how far it is. So she drove him back out there because they were not going to come get him. I mean, I don't know what, what kind of deal this is. I mean, they they say, could you keep our dog? And then they, you know, after two years of not hearing from him, and then they don't want to pick him up, you know? What in the hell's going on? <laughs> I told Tony, I said, if they offer you any money, don't be, I said, don't, don't hesitate to take it. Just put that shit in your pocket, you know? Screw this, you know, and um, they did. I guess they offered. He goes, she goes, fifty dollars, okay. Tony said, yeah. So she took it. She didn't. normally she would say, I don't need any money. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm just glad to help. Not under these circumstances, <laughs> but I don't know. You know, and I have no issue with Dusty. He's a good, good animal. He's a comically elongated animal. He's he's all right, but uh, I don't know. Neurotic, neurotic in a way. Andy's neuro- neuroses were were charming. This one's more uh, annoying. I like the I like the uh, you know the charming neuroses better than the annoying neuroses. Anyway, that happened. Uh, the younger boy who moved to Pittsburgh recently joined uh, AmeriCorps, which is a a branch of uh, the Peace Corps. He had his uh, he's been going through orientation. He had his swearing-in ceremony the other day. They had some kind of, like, uh, congressman come down and talk to them, give a speech. They had a swearing-in. I said, what is this? Is this like the military? I don't know. Sounds like the military. A lot of the stuff he tells me. He had to sign all these papers, all these things that were like, uh, you know, you promise not, you're not allowed to do these things. He had all kinds of stuff on there, like perform abortions. What the hell's that? It's like you're not allowed to, uh, you know, when you're when you're working for AmeriCorps, you can't perform abortions. Is this a problem that's <laughs> that's popped up? I mean, I don't understand. I have never heard of that before. I mean, where I work, you're you're not allowed to use a cell phone on the production floor. You know, you know, you have to you have to have your uh, if you have something to drink, it has to be in a clear container. Never, nobody at my place, listen, you can't bring your cell phone out there. You can't perform abortions. 
and um, lunch is 30 minutes, and then the breaks are 15, you know. All right, you got all that? All right. And the other things were, like, you can't uh, meddle in elections. You can't, uh, you can't uh, help or hinder union activity. Like, this is weird. Like, bizarre. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. Well, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I get, they're probably involved in st- I don't know. I don't know. I, I clearly don't know anything about it. It, seems, it just seems kind of bizarre to me. One day they had him out, um, they had him out uh, picking weeds, you know, picking weeds, like pulling weeds around, around Pittsburgh. He said one day they took him out for the, they, they, showed, they walked around Pittsburgh and showed them like important sites. He said his phone said that he walked over nine miles that day <laughs> and it was 95 degrees. So he wasn't very happy about that, but, um, you know, you know, it seems like he's, 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 he's liking it. You know, he went to like, he went to see, uh, he went to a punk club. It's like less than a mile from his apartment. He walked there, went and saw three bands, bands I've never heard of. I might add, you know, small little punk bands. And um, he's done. He's gone to a bunch of museums. There's a there's a couple of kick-ass parks near him. He walks to and you know goes out there and runs and stuff. He's liking it. He's gone to some interesting restaurants. He's gone out with the uh, with the people he works with a couple times. Seems like it's going well, and he likes it. You know, in his apartment, you know, he has no issue with that. It's in a be- perfect neighborhood. It's, you know, it's like. He went out one more. He said he couldn't sleep, and he went out for a walk at 1 a.m. I said, oh, no, I don't like the sounds of that. He goes, now there are people out jogging, walking their dogs. There's a lot of activity out. If I went out for a walk at 1 a.m. in Atlanta, I'd probably, you know, I don't know. They'd probably just find my body scattered, like parts of my body scattered all over the, you know, all over the city. You know? But um, anyway, he loves it. Um, so far, and um, he uh, when he starts doing the actual work, they oh for one thing you're not supposed to call it work. They tell they told him in the uh, orientation that it's not work, it's service, right? They also gave him a bunch of shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, and that's not clothing, that's Amerigear. <laughs> I was like, okay. He goes, I, I don't like that kind of stuff. I see, I don't either, but whatever. Just roll with it. And um, he said that one guy goes, uh, it was the day they gave him those shirts and those, you know, well, the, you know, all that stuff. And um, he said one guy goes, uh, do we, are, are we supposed to wear these shirts tomorrow? One, you know, we're supposed to wear one of these shirts tomorrow from here on out? He goes, uh, Amerigear? Yes, you are supposed to wear. <laughs> so anyway, he, he likes it so far. Um you know, he's meeting some interesting people. He's doing some things. He's out and about. You know, he's not real. Uh, he's kind of, kind of quiet, kind of a loner. You know, and um, I love it that he's out and doing things. He's living on his own. It's all good for him. All this stuff's good for him. And I'm sure uh, this this uh, outfit, this AmeriCorps, they do great work. I'm sure. So you know. One home run, as far as I'm concerned. The older boy's working out where I work. That's pretty cool. That's going pretty well. He's liking it. I don't hear any bitching, you know. And he he certainly liked it when he got his first paycheck. He was like, oh, my God, I've never made this much money before. So, hell, yeah. 
you know. So it feels like, and I don't want to jinx myself, I don't want to ruin anything by, uh, you know, by, by talking about it, but it feels like everything's moving in the right direction. And you don't know how much of a weight lifted off my shoulders that is. So keep your, uh, I'm going to keep my, fing- you know, my sausage fingers crossed, see how things go. Um, I do have one call today, and that's from our old buddy Patrick. Um, last, well, two two episodes ago, he called in with all his uh, travel horrors, and then uh, and then Ron, I think it was Ron from Florida, called in commenting on his call, and now Patrick's calling in. <laughs> so so uh, here it is. Hey Jeff, Patrick. Hey man, uh, funny you should have an episode about trying to take a dump while you're on vacation. I'm sure somebody's already called this in, but did you see the article about the guy that had the rocket diarrhea on that Delta flight? He was flying from like uh, uh, like Atlanta to Barcelona, and he, he not to be too graphic, but he, he like fucking rocket diarrhea all over the place, and they had to turn the plane around. They were somewhere over the Atlantic. They said it was. They said it was a. They said it was a biohazard issue. Jesus, man! Do you know what kind of firepower you gotta you gotta have to to bring down a seven thirty seven? Holy shit, man! That guy, I think he, I think he he was making a run for the bathroom, and I think he he sprayed a little bit before he got there, and apparently it like fucked the whole the whole atmosphere up because they had to. Like clean with some vanilla spray, and then it, they said it smelled like vanilla spray and vanilla poop or something. Like, good lord, man! You kind of yeah, brought down a whole goddamn plane, man. Holy shit! That guy—I don't know what the guy. They didn't say the guy's name, but say his name was like you know, like Randall Skinner. Man, they needed they needed they need to call that guy like a world champion, world champion Randall Skinner or something for that. Holy shit! Uh, I have had some good vacations. Uh, thank you very much. And as I was, uh, uh, Ron from Florida, uh, I, I don't think my ex-wife deliberately did anything to, to fuck it up. I just think it was her, her satanic, uh, uh, horrible satanic persona that, that might've brought on some bad juju, I think is what, is what happened. Uh, my brother, I've been to England. My brother did a foreign exchange student thing. I went over there for a week and a half. Bummed around Plymouth, England. Bummed around London. It was really cool. Um, good friend of mine was from Sacramento. We went to from Sacramento and hung around um, San Francisco. Really fun. So, yes, I have had some good trips. But those are the yes about shitty ones. Those are the ones that came to mind. All right, man. Take it easy. Uh, I'm glad. Before we get to the uh, the main the main course here, <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear, and I, I had no doubt, that, you'd, that Patrick, that you'd had uh, – Great trips. You've gone on great trips, and they weren't all a disaster. I'd love to spend a week and a half in England. I did that well. We, I think we were over there for 10 days. It's been a long time. I want to go back. I mean, our, we were planning on going this year. Our 30th wedding anniversary was a few days ago. We were planning on doing that. didn't work out, mostly because we you know, we had to, a, had to pay a lot of, you know, we had some expenses that were unexpected, and we felt that it would be, uh, irresponsible to take a trip like that, you know, at this time. So we didn't get to go this year, but um, we will, or we plan to, we hope to 
get back over there. So I'm glad to hear, and I, I didn't have any doubt that you've had some great trips in addition to the ones that were a little disappointing. As far as that plane goes, oh my God, <laughs> I was obsessed with that for like a day and a half. That was like, I mean, how you're right. I mean, the firepower, as you put it, <laughs> to bring down a 737, that is just like, I mean, if you shit up a shit up a Delta flight to the point where they have to turn around and go back, <laughs> that has to, I mean, I can't, can you imagine being on that thing? Can you imagine being on that plane and there's a guy just running up and down the aisles, just like fire hose, the liquid feces just fly, you know? I don't know. It's just, it's just unthinkable. It's like unbelievable. What, what happened? I'd like to know more about this. I'd like to know more, you know, what in the hell happened? What triggered this? Is this something that happens to this person all the time? Is this, I wonder if he'd come on my podcast. <laughs> we don't know any, I need, I need to find out more information. They had to, they had to go back to Atlanta, had to get everybody off. They called it a biohazard. They had to get everybody off the plane and, uh, and put them on a different plane. God, I mean, the logistics caused by this guy's bowel movement, a bowel movement that brought down a, a, a commercial jetliner. My God. Um, so they, they had to put them on a different plane. And, you know, one of the one of the funniest things, I don't know, I shouldn't laugh, but one of the amazing things about this thing is they said they had, they had to remove the guy with a stretcher. He like he shit himself into a stretcher. I mean, the guy, the guy shit, shit. It was such a such a traumatic uh, dump that he had to be taken off the plane on a stretcher. What in the hell? What the hell happened? I'd like to know. I want to know the details on this thing. Then they had to take all the carpeting out and had to replace at least. It said in parentheses, you know. Or in quotations, at least one seat had to be replaced. <laughs> a seat had to be replaced, and all the carpeting had to be removed. And then, um, you know, and then they put the thing back in service. Nobody wants to know what the number is. If you're on a Delta flight from here on out, you probably is this that ship plane? <laughs> you know, you're trapped in a tube of uh, the air is just recirculating. There's no fresh air. It's just recirculating, and the whole thing's just shitted up from from top to bottom. You know. Oh my God! Why is and also I might add, why is every episode of this <laughs> podcast about shitting now? I don't know how this happened. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. But anyway, yeah, I was obsessed with that story. Uh, and then I saw the oh god, I saw some video footage. Ah, it looked like a war zone in there. It looked like I don't know how in the how what how how does this happen? <laughs> how can there be so much? <laughs> how can it be all over? What is he not wearing pants? How is it just? I don't. I don't know. Whatever. I just don't understand. And I, I've never. I've never. Uh, you know. I've never gone to the bathroom and and needed a stretcher <laughs> or, or some kind of wheelchair or something. They said they took him out on a stretcher. <sighs> Diarrhea led to somebody being removed on a stretcher. All right. Anyway, thank you, Patrick. Uh, you got me. You got me going again on that subject. You know, I I, I enjoy you know I enjoy that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
I know that not everybody does, but uh, you know, but um, I appreciate your call, Patrick. Call back anytime. I do appreciate it. Um, today uh, is Saturday as I record this, and I we went to uh, Tony and I went to uh, Noodle Shop Five Seven O Noodles. That's what it's called over near us. Five Seven O is the the area code in this area. I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like, you know, like, you know, when people try to act like, you know, I'm from the 304. Like, what in the hell are you talking about? You know, quit trying to be, you know, it's, it's an area. It's a, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from the 570. You know, that kind of shit. I don't like that. But, you know, that bugs me. But anyway, um, but that's what it's called. It's really good. And it's, uh, you know, that was good. And then I got a haircut. I had I, my hair was puffed up more than it's been puffed up in years. And um, I went over there, and the woman cut my hair. She didn't say a word to me. I don't know why. I don't know if I put off vibrations. I don't know if I have these vibrations that are saying, "Don't talk to this guy." He's like, I don't know. He doesn't want to talk to anybody, <laughs> which is true. But I, you know, and I complain. You know, I'm, I, it's 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 difficult for me to be be happy apparently. But I, I complain when they ask too many questions. There's too much talking. But I, but I also feel like uh, she should have been more talkative. She should have said something to me. She has said uh, last time you were here, you'd get the four and the two. Is that what you want to do this time? I said hell yeah. I said, well, you know, I always have the same line. I, I try to remember because I don't think I've ever seen this girl before, uh, you know. But if I, like the first time I ever use, you know, have a, every time I do a, a new uh, hairstylist or somebody, I don't know if they're stylists, but you know what I mean. I always say, uh, after 25 years, I don't see any reason to change it now. <laughs> something like something along this line. She goes, okay. So then she cut my hair. She, she, did the entire thing, never said a word to me. See, I don't, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a happy medium. There's a happy medium where you talk a little bit, and then, but you don't go overboard. And I think, she, you know, she could have talked a little bit more, but she did a good job. She got the full five dollars. I don't know. I mean, I, I, they start. I start at five, and then I dock them for infractions of the code, you know, I, generally they get five. I mean, it, it has to be, I'm not a complete dick about it, but sometimes I get irritated, you know, like if they have a tentative hand, I don't like that. Let me take a hit of water. I don't like when they have a tentative hand. Do you know what I mean? Where they feel like, they, it feels like they're actually like kind of scared. They don't know what they're doing or they're, they're afraid to do it. I don't know. Anyway, so and now after I finish this, we're going to go to a, a place over in Scranton that we've never been to before called Ale Mary's. We're going to have a beer and maybe an appetizer. We're going to come home, and Tony's going to watch the U.S. Open, and then the Reds come on at 640, and uh, there's nobody here. It's just the two of us. I feel like things are moving in the right direction, <sighs> you know? The, the younger boys in Pittsburgh and, and the older boys at work until like uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. I feel like things are moving in the right direction. We actually have time. It's amazing. But anyway, thank you guys for uh, tuning into this. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to call in like Patrick 
and like Ron and Ron in Florida, and like our old friend uh, uh, Ian in Scotland, and everybody else who calls in on a regular basis. You can do it. 570-290-8151 is the number. I don't know why I'm yelling, but it's 570-290-8151. Uh, give me a call around the clock and uh, ask a question, leave, make a comment, you know, all, all that. Just, whatever you feel like. You know, it's voicemail. You don't have to worry about it. doesn't cost anything. Hey, these people call. Is this, gonna, is this, is this another money-making scheme? What? you talking about oh yeah oh yeah the money's pouring in <laughs> i mean i you know you know whatever god speaking of money making no um if you want to double down on these you know these podcasts you can do it easily head on over to patreon.com it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash jeff k sign up for a four dollar or more monthly donation it helps me out a great deal you know, I'm not making a lot of money off this. I don't want you guys to think I'm like some kind of like, uh, you know, one percenter. <laughs> you know, uh, but, if, you know, if you if you want to if you want to help out and, and you will get an extra episode of the podcast every week, not every once in a while, like some podcasts do or every month. No, no, no. That's for suckers. You can get one every week. You can do it by heading to patreon.com slash jeffk. $4 a month will do it. And the wvsr.com, which is the West Virginia Surf Report, that's uh, the center of the surf report uh, universe. Couldn't remember the word universe. It's the center of the surf report universe, the wvsr.com. So head on over there if you're if you're so inclined. And uh, I think that's it. I hope you guys are having a great day. And I, um, you know, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your week. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, I hope you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Wiener was back. <laughs>